Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 439. We'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Let's read our passage. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, a church he founded five years earlier on his second missionary journey. He's in Ephesus now on his third missionary journey, and he's writing this letter to Corinth because of all the problems that he's heard about and questions they've asked him, and challenges they've posed. And he's dealing now with the subject of spiritual gifts. One of the problems in Corinth is that they think they're highly spiritual, and they think they're full of wisdom, full of knowledge. They are very enamored with the gift of tongues, and all the spiritual people are claiming that they have this gift of tongues, and that proves how spiritual they are. So he started in the beginning of chapter 12 talking about spiritual gifts. And he talked about the ideas of unity and diversity. Unity and that the Holy Spirit brings us together. But diversity and that the Holy Spirit works through a variety of ways. And even though we view spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts aren't something I have. They're manifestations of the Holy Spirit working through me. The Holy Spirit uses diversity, and he used the image of the human body, where it's composed of a lot of different pieces, a lot of different parts, and they're all different, but they're all needed and all work together. So he completed that section in chapter 12 and said, but desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. Now he's beginning the better way. Chapter 13 is about love. and we have to understand the context here. He's talking about spiritual gifts. So chapter 12 was laying out background for spiritual gifts in that unity and diversity is needed. Chapter 14, he's going to specifically talk about tongues and prophecy. And chapter 13 is right there in between. And it's not just an aside. This is vital to the understanding of his discussion about spiritual gifts. So he begins in chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. The big point here is easy to understand. He's talking about the necessity of love. Doesn't matter how spiritual I seem or what I do, what matters if it's done in love. What matters is whether my motivation is love. So specifically what he means by human or angelic tongues. And it's important, and we'll talk about that, but the big takeaway is whatever they are, and Paul doesn't say they're bad, these are good things, but if I don't have love, then it doesn't matter. So human or angelic tongues, what does he mean here? Well, by human tongues, he could mean just speaking things to people, but I think He's specifically speaking about this gift of tongues. And there's a you know, variety of opinions on what that is. 
human tongues would be like we saw in Acts chapter 2. People speaking actual languages that they didn't know, but would be known to the people they were speaking to. Human tongues. Angelic tongues. Well, this would be the language that angels speak. And there's, there's other literature, non-biblical literature, that implies that uh, the Jewish people at that time believed that the angels had their own language. And remember, we saw earlier that some of the people in Corinth kind of think they're almost on par with the angels now, that they have been spiritually resurrected. And that's why they were giving up on marriage and, and, and all kinds of things like that, because they think they've spiritually arrived and they're kind of like angels now. And perhaps that's guiding this, that they, they think they're speaking angel talk. It, whatever it is, and, and I think that's a pretty good interpretation that I'm comfortable with, is he's talking about gifts of tongues. One is human languages unknown to the speaker. The other is this angelic unknown language. Whatever that is, hey, that's a good thing. But if you're doing it without love, then you're just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And obviously, that's just noise, empty noise. He might be making some kind of veiled reference to what goes on in the pagan temples, but we can't know that for sure. Point is, they think they're speaking angelic tongues, but they definitely don't have love. So he's really hitting them where they are here. And this is where he begins this section with tongues. The other two lists he gave of, of spiritual gifts, manifestations, he mentioned tongues last, because that's the problem area here. He begins with the problem area. It doesn't matter if you're doing this thing called the gift of tongues. If you're not doing it in love, it doesn't matter. He goes on to verse 2. I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Here he's speaking about other spiritual gifts that he's touched on earlier. Gift of prophecy, knowledge, and faith. And he's linking faith here with miracles. So they're all things he's talked about before, and they're all good things. But the big takeaway, without love, it doesn't matter. Interesting, he uses all here. I understand all mysteries. I understand all knowledge. Have all faith. So he's really elevating this too. This is super duper spiritual stuff. But even that, without love, is nothing. This point here being is that spiritual gifts are not the sign of spirituality. Love is a sign of spirituality. He's not saying spiritual gifts are bad. This is not love versus spiritual gifts. This is spiritual gifts without love don't count. We saw this earlier, back in chapter 8, when he was talking about knowledge. Because he was talking about the... Uh, idea of going to the temples to participate in the pagan sacrifices. And he's quoting them about having all knowledge. And began that whole discussion with, love is more important than knowledge. He didn't say knowledge was worthless or knowledge was unimportant, but he said love was more important. And the same thing here with spiritual gifts. He's not saying love is better than spiritual gifts. He's saying that without love, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Now, verse 3, he's not really talking about 
spiritual gifts here, he's talking about wonderful acts that somebody might do, such as, and if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. He's not talking about gifts here. He's talking about wonderful behaviors, incredible acts, like giving away everything I own in order to feed the poor. If I'm that generous and, and do this self-sacrifice thing, then isn't that a good thing? And it is a good thing. And then if I give over my body, now this translation says in order to boast. Some translations say to be burned. And there's a disagreement on what the, the correct word is there. And again, the takeaway doesn't matter, but the, the specific meaning of it, of course, matters greatly. But give over my body in order to boast. See, they're talking about himself in his own ministry because Paul has often talked about he boasts in his weakness. And, and so he would be saying here that even I, Paul, if I do all the things that I do, but I do it without love, it doesn't matter. That's where I, I, I like this translation myself versus the give my body over to be burned because that wasn't something that was really happening at this particular time. It wasn't until a decade or so later that you had Christians actually being martyred by being burned alive. So that wouldn't really speak to them because that's not something that is happening. Regardless, either way, though, the whole point, if I do these incredibly selfless acts, but they're done without love, then they don't matter. So this is not a standalone section talking about love. That Paul says, oh, let's just take a time out and talk about love. Notice he's speaking about spiritual gifts here. He talks about the gift of tongues, the gifts of prophecy. He's talking about knowledge. He's talking about faith and miracles. All that without love, it doesn't matter. It accounts for nothing. And so as he talks about love, we need to pause and think, What's he saying? Love isn't some just feeling. Love isn't an abstract thought. Love is played out in actions, played out in actual behaviors. Love is what you do. The big issue throughout this letter is the idea of being spiritual. The people in Corinth thought they were very spiritual, super spiritual, extra spiritual. And for them, this spirituality was proven by their wisdom, by their knowledge, and by their speaking in tongues. This showed their spirituality. And Paul's making the point that the proof of spirituality is being filled with the Spirit. And the outflow of the Holy Spirit in your life is love. So while those things may be well and good, knowledge, wisdom, spiritual gifts, that's all good, good things. But what's essential is love. So those things without love, they lead to pride, where love seeks the betterment of the other. Love seeks the good of the other. And without love, you get full of yourself and, and very much prideful. So he's talking here about the necessity of love. Next time we'll look at uh, verses 4 through 7, and we'll be talking more about the character of love, what love looks like. And then... In uh, verses 8 through 13, he'll be talking about the permanence of love. That love, that's for eternity. Whereas spiritual gifts, it's really for the here and now. And so his point here is 
doesn't matter how spiritual you think you are, if you don't have love for other people, then you're like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You are nothing. You gain nothing. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.